Hi, I'm Jamila and Anybody Everybody Tottenham is a bi-monthly podcast introducing the good people of Tottenham to you. So today we're talking with a charity that is active here in Tottenham and hopefully it inspires you a little bit to either get involved, support them or maybe even for your child or if you work in an organization that could be linked up or if you have any other creative ideas. I always like bringing people together. So any great ideas, just reach out to them. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back today on the pod. We've got Rosanna from the Literacy Pirates. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, I would say hello, but I'm going to say ahoy. <laughs> oh, okay, because of the whole pirate thing. Oh, I was of expecting an, an eye patch, but <laughs> she did not make that effort. I have to I have to sadly report. Okay, so because it's more about an organization than Rosanna herself, so we're structuring it slightly differently today. We're going to talk about the history of the literacy pirates, then talk about what they do and then how people could get involved with them. All right, so Rosanna, can you tell us a little bit about how it how they all came about and then how they moved into Tottenham because That wasn't where they originally started. Yes, so we started as the Hackney Pirates. Um, we were founded by a teacher in a Hackney called Katrina. Um, she was a citizenship teacher and she noticed that there were a lot of her students that were falling behind. And she knew from her own experience that if you catch up with your literacy, you'll improve in every other subject. Um, so she ran a pilot in Dalston um, one summer about 10 years ago um, and she had around maybe 20 of her creative friends came along to support the pilot and these volunteers worked one-on-one -on -one with the children and then they created a project at the end of it and then that was how we started. She had 20 friends yeah. <laughs> that volunteered, wow, yeah, I know. she must be a yeah, special lady. Yeah, person. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, that was how the kind of pilot started. And then soon after that, she set up the Hackney Pirates more formally. So was this at, sorry, was this at her school just or in, in, in the whole area? Did she spread out to other schools quite quickly? Yeah, so it was set up um, kind of separate from schools, but working with schools. Um, so we got our own centre where schools would then refer children. So we work with schools in Hackney um, and they let us know of any students that they think would benefit from the programme. And then we had one location and then we moved into a slightly bigger location on Kingsland High Street. And we've been there in Hackney ever since. And then in 2019, we realised we were doing good work and we wanted to help more um, children and Harringay, sadly, is, I think, the fourth most deprived borough in London. Um, so it seemed like the obvious mm -hmm. place to go. It's Because we're physically quite close exactly. to Exactly. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yeah, for a while we were the Hackney and Harringay Pirates, um, and then now we're the Lichsey Pirates. So, yeah, we've been in Tottenham um, near Bruce Grove Station, near the stadium, um, since 2019. You run sessions in that, in that place? Yes. So we... Are an after-school program um, and yeah the kids attend and they join us from our own site so they're either brought by their schools or parents or carers or siblings and um, bring them to our centre and then they're joined by volunteers who also mm -hmm. give their time and work with them. How many how many kids are there at the moment and how many volunteers or 
employees? I don't know. Yeah, so there are about um, 250 kids that we work with, and that's across both in-person sites and then also virtually. And then we have around 250 to 300 volunteers, which is kind of almost enough. It sounds like a lot, but it's actually not enough because um, volunteers have very busy lives. So we need lots more to be able to kind of make sure that we always have this one-to-one support that we think is really important because extra adult attention can help kids catch up. What age group are you working with? these kids it's a very good point um they're aged 9 to 13 so actually in Tottenham they're just 9 to 11 so primary school age so it's this time between Ivor and Hackney then the transition to secondary school and then Harringay the build up to that transition point isn't it yeah mm-hmm. and then the kids they attend for a year so um, they'll be with us for a full year, attending one day a week, and then they work on three kind of creative writing projects. So they make a book, a film and a podcast. Um, and then these are kind of celebrated at special events. So they have a book launch. Um, they have a film premiere, which is at the Rio Cinema in Dalston. Um, we're yet to find um, a cinema in Tottenham, <laughs> but uh, if anyone knows any, um, that could be an option. <laughs> And about you personally, how long have you been involved in this? Yes, so I started actually as a volunteer um, in Hackney, because that's where I live. And then a job came up in 2019 to work in the Hackney Centre. So I worked as a volunteer coordinator. And then very early on in 2020, I became a volunteer manager across both of the centres. So I spend a lot more time in Tottenham now. Um, which is great. (laughs) What is your background? Why did you get involved with the volunteering in the first place? Yeah, so I, I think I always knew that volunteering is a good way to not only kind of do something with your time, but to also get skills and yeah, learn some things, learn what you want to do in life. So I think I really got into volunteering when I moved abroad. I lived in China for a year and taught English very badly and then I came back um, but while I was there um, I kind of got involved with a few organizations very small charities um, and helped with all sorts from like running events to writing a blog Um, and then when I came back from China I knew that I wanted to work within education but not as a teacher Um, and then that's when I started volunteering it yeah I can imagine one-on-one is, is definitely going to be much more rewarding as well. I think you you will probably be able to see progress quite quickly as well if you work Exactly. Um, and yeah, that's why it's actually really good in our centres and in our programme, because if anyone's looking for skills of kind of teacher training or working with young people, you really get to kind of build up a rapport. Um, so it's really beneficial in that way. You you did some measurements as well of how how much it actually helps these kids to improve. Do you know some of off the top of your head, some of those numbers? Yeah, so within nine months of attending the programme, the young people make 16 months progress. So most of the children we work with, on average, a year behind, but it can range from like 11 months behind to kind of 29 months. So it's a really big range. But yeah, generally they make um, 16 months progress 
within the nine months that they attend. And um, so mm. they'll not only catch up, they'll be in a better position the following school year when they're not attending the program, but hopefully have lots of skills. And from your own experience, because you were a volunteer with this, do you remember any kids that stood out for you? Some success story for you personally, where you were just like, saw a transformation? So it's not really from my own time volunteering, but we have like an amazing young woman that we worked with years ago. It must have been really early on in the program. And she came to the UK um, she couldn't speak much English and she attended the program and then she ended up returning for when we used to run another kind of secondary program that was more about kind of skills development and like thinking about kind of careers and things like that and she is now studying business at university and um, so it's very exciting that we've existed long enough to have these nine-year-olds that are now um, 18 year olds and she um, went with me to attend an event at a synagogue and she spoke about her experience of the program and I had prepared a script <laughs> to read because I always need to prepare because I'm not very good at speaking freely without preparation but she had no preparation and she just spoke and everyone in the synagogue was amazed at her story and that she took so much from it and was an amazing speaker. And that's really lovely to have seen as well, because we try to obviously develop their literacy, but also confidence as well. So to see um, like a young adult woman be so confident and speak in front of adults in a different situation to usual was super impressive. What did she say? What, what it was about the program that really helped her? I think she said it was the kind of extra adult attention. So in class at Sometimes it's a bit easier to kind of fall between the cracks. There's obviously a lot of people. There's only one teacher. And I think it was having those kind of role models, people that could champion her work and her learning um, that she really valued. I think as well, like if her parents didn't speak English, so there was also a limitation of how much she could be supported at home. Absolutely. And then I think in, in, in other families, you you've got lots of siblings so again it's they probably just really enjoy to getting one-on-one -on -one attention not it's not even like the educational part of it but just the the spending time with an adult yeah definitely and that's another thing that's why it's pirate themed it's fun learning is an adventure um we want it to be an exciting thing for the kids to attend like not a Oh, another school thing. So you said you're publishing um, all their work and I've seen on the website you also have some of, of their work on, on the website and because you publish actual books can only they read them or where can where can you see them? How does it work? Everyone gets a copy of their books so they all write poems and stories that then are put into this one book um, and yeah it's published they help sign the book cover um, they come up with the title. We used to sell it in our, we used to have a shop front, so in our Hackney Centre. Um, we don't have that anymore, but everyone gets a copy um, and then we do kind of sell them if additional um, kind of family members want a copy and things like that. But yeah, we should definitely look into how we can sell them <laughs> in other bookshops. Or like an Etsy shop or something, yeah. So what did you say? You make a film. What? How do I imagine? What, what kind of films are you making with their stories? 
Yeah, so they we kind of have a loose theme to a story. So I think we're doing one about ancient Egypt this year. And then they each kind of have a bit of the story and then they can make it their own um, and write what happens to kind of certain characters. And then in the film, they will read out their story and are filmed reading it. And then it's kind of interwoven with lots of different animation and then um, edited by professional filmmakers. And then it's premiered at the Rio Cinema. And so they then all get to watch it and see themselves on the big screen. Very exciting. And obviously the, the big old pandemic was hovering over you but from what I understand it, it it was twofold because obviously it disproportionately affected deprived areas and and, and children from from, fam from from this kind of family background but also you went online and and kind of started a whole new side to to your organization so can you you were working you started you said you started in 2019 or toddler yeah. started in 2019 so <laughs> okay so how was how did it all plan out for you like what do yes. you remember so we were as you kind of touched on initially quite worried um because the idea of school closures were quite scary we knew that we had to shut our own centers down temporarily um, I kind of vividly remember when we were watching Boris Johnson's announcement and he said non-essential services needed to close down. And I remember us looking at each other being like, are we a non-essential service? And we were, um, sadly. So yeah, we, we shut our centres and then we ran kind of a loosely virtual programme, but very, very low tech. And it was where the session leaders would film like a 10 minute lesson with kind of set activities um they wrote their own diary entries um, and then published them online and similar things like that um but obviously the volunteers which are such a huge part of the program we couldn't work out how to include them in that at that stage um so early on that was all we were able to do and then i think we were then back temporarily and then it was a November lockdown and then we moved everything online and we had the resources and we'd done a lot of research and we were able to deliver like a full program online with volunteers joining in and um, that kind of really mimicked the in-person sessions so the one-to-one small group support but then also the teacher facilitating it and everyone being together at various points as he touched on as well people are deprived they might not have the resources um and then this year especially we've made sure that anyone that does need to join us online is able to access tech and we've been lucky to kind of work with some corporates who have donated laptops um but yeah it's kind of been a long long process but we're getting there <laughs> what have you noticed with the kids coming back into the centers do they enjoy the socialization etc especially because you work with really younger kids you know I feel like secondary school kids are a little bit better at managing their own work at home etc to primary school kids mm -hmm. yeah I definitely think they appreciate and are excited about just being somewhere else and we try to make it like it's special it's an opportunity yet to be a film star 
Um, and that comes to life a lot more when you are in the centre and you're around all of the kind of pirate, piratey things. <laughs> I'm sure there's a better way of saying that. So yeah, I think that's helped. On your website, I saw that you, you kind of want to work with local people and with the local community. Why is it so important to work with local people? I think in terms of like relatable role models, we want the young people to be able to work with people that they can basically imagine being when they're older. That is a very particular demographic makeup in Tottenham and especially of the children that are falling behind um, it is predominantly those from lower socioeconomic backgrounds or with particular ethnicities um, so we do think it's really important that they see people like them be able to help people like them mm -hmm. and also in terms of sustainability we are based our Harringay Centre is based in Tottenham for it to succeed we need to reach people that live in Harringay and care about their local community so I think it goes both ways yeah takes a village doesn't it <laughs> yes <laughs> and okay so if people want to get involved with volunteering or supporting you what what is the route into volunteering because you have um, in person and also online both kind of follow the same path. We have currently a lot more children attending in person. Um, so I'd encourage anyone that is local to Tottenham or Harringay to volunteer in person. Um, but the way to join is just to visit our website, which is literacypirates.org slash volunteer. And then um, you will fill in a short application form that says why you want to volunteer with us, some key interests, that kind of thing. And then After that, um, volunteers are invited to attend three hours worth of training. This is currently all done online on Zoom. Um, and we also complete a DBS check for volunteers. Um, and then after that, um, they will be able to join us in our sessions. So it's a pretty quick process into volunteering. We don't require references or anything like that. And um, so we try to be as accessible as possible. Um, and again, no experience is needed working with children, just kind of positivity and enthusiasm um, mm -hmm. and an interest in making a difference. Are all the, the in-person sessions in the, in the temporary or are they also in local schools? So at the moment, all based in the temporary. Okay, so I'm volunteering. So what am I actually doing in those sessions? Yes, so you will join the session It's led by a session leader who is a trained teacher and the first half of session is reading. We want to do reading for pleasure so we have our own library and um, the kids can pick whatever book they want to read. Um, it can be about anything they like, it can be something they're reading at school, it can be something totally different, it could be a gra graphic novel, um, it could be anything um, and then they will read that with their volunteer allowed as well. And then in the second half of session, they'll do some writing towards their creative project. So they'll either do some work on the film, the book or the podcast. Or can they just do one? They will attend for a year and then the first term is the book. The next is the podcast and the final one is the film, if that makes sense. And how long does the session take and how once a week? Yeah, 
so we run sessions Monday to Friday for the children. They attend four till six thirty. <laughs> I should know this. Four till six thirty. I'm just used to saying what the volunteers need to know. Volunteers will attend for an extra fifteen minutes before and after, so three forty-five till six forty-five, and the children will attend one day a week so we've got our Monday Harringay Pirates or Tuesday Harringay Pirates and so on and then volunteers can pick to volunteer on the same day each week or they can um, do kind of ad hoc sessions book when they have a spare afternoon mm. um, but we do ask that volunteers do at least one session a month um, just to kind of keep up to speed um, and to make an impact on the program. Yeah and the online version of this now How does, how does this work? Yeah, so it follows the same kind of process, but the only major difference is that the children will just attend for a term. So they will create a book, for example. They won't attend for the whole year. And that's just because a year of online mm. learning is quite a lot. Um, and we believe they can make um, a good amount of progress in just a term. Do you want to mention any other ways of, of people being able to support you? Um, yes, so we there are lots of different ways. We are always looking for kind of individuals to support us. So that's like fundraising. Maybe I'm trying to think off the top of my head about how you can fundraise. But I'm just thinking, you know, you said you've got support with laptops by by companies. Yes. So it could be like different companies. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. And we actually really want to know more kind of Tottenham Harringay based businesses because in Hackney, we managed to kind of work with a few companies that were local to Hackney or maybe nearby, like Liverpool Street. And I think we definitely um, would love to know about more um, companies or businesses that are looking to support a local charity. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely something we're looking for. And also books. We have our library and we are always looking for more books so if people have books that they can donate they can <laughs> and we also have like an Amazon wish list so we want to have a really great library we don't want it to be like old books that no one wants to read anymore so yeah if anyone um, has a spare 10 pounds and can buy us a shiny new book that's appreciated I, bought, well. I bought you some games some Trump well thank you so Trump much. Games. <laughs> Um, but you have to watch out um, that you need to publish the address where people send their book donations yes. and for the, the Amazon wish list as well. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Great. <laughs> to, the, to the trampery, basically. If you look at yes. up, that's yeah. and then just literacy pirates and then put the address for, for the trampery. Do you think anything else? So we also in Haringey run an alternative provision program. So there's... Um, Haringey Learning Partnership which is at Commerce House and it's I think used to be known as a pupil referral unit but they prefer the head Jerry Robinson prefers the term um, alternative provision and I think for about two years and we actually started this in lockdown and um, which was exciting because it was in person um, we go along and provide It's kind of similar program to what we do. So they publish their work and they're 12 to 14 year olds. Um, so slightly older than the kids that we usually work with. And it's a really exciting development. Some of our more experienced volunteers have gone on to provide one-to-one -one support to these students. Um, 
and has said that it can be challenging, but because of that, it's so much more rewarding. And again, it's really nice because our volunteers are not trained teachers, yet they are able to do this kind of work that feels very meaningful. Okay, so I'm going to link your website. You're also quite active on both Instagram and Twitter, so I'm going to link them as well. And when you go on the website, you can fill in the little volunteering section. Or if you want to donate, there's also the links Perfect. there. There's a link tree on the on the Instagram. I think that's how I, I did the, the donation. Okay. Or do you want to say anything else, Rosanna? Or some final words? Or are you going to make a pirate noise again? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's tempting, isn't it? Um, I think a funny thing about the organization as well is that I'm just so used to referring to people as young pirates and then when I speak to my friends I'm like oh a young pirate said this and they're like laugh at me like you're doing now and then I'm like oh yes that's not normal <laughs> normal lingo um, but yeah uh, I want to say as well but don't worry if you're a, a bit worried about the pirate um, aspect it is kind of the root in um, for the young people to find it fun um, but then it, it's not as piratey as it might seem <laughs> so don't be put off by it is all I will say okay so thank you very much for speaking with me nice to meet you bye well, you know who's not going to make any more pirate references. But I hope I asked all the questions that you would have been interested in to find out more about what they're doing and you feel a little bit inspired. And I think in the future I would like to hear from other charities that are active as well because there's so much going on in Tottenham. The longer I do this pod, the more I learn. I hope you have a lovely day and I speak to you soon. Bye! I hope you enjoyed today's episode, learned something new, and let that Tottenham love grow. Take care, and until next time, bye!